Oh, I picked out an a an outro song for us. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Is it like um, "Goodbye" by that band? That's not gonna help you. Hi, I'm Al, and I'm Russell, and this is Pop Culture Pontification. The final episode. The final episode. Yeah, that's alright. It's been a an interesting journey. I was gonna say like wild ride. But it's mostly just entailed us sitting in a room. <laughs> sitting so around and talking about TV. I don't think it can really be counted as a wild ride. No. Uh, there's no, to like, allay any suspicions of our listeners, there's not any sort of wild controversy. Like, I didn't sleep with Russell's mother or anything like that. Um, we just decided that... Uh, we hate each other. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I slept with your mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, because... Psych, it's all uh, wild controversy. It's all wild, yeah. It's a final attempt to get into the... Popular eye. Yeah. Yeah, just controversy. No, it's just, uh, we've done it for a year. It's our 52nd episode. Yeah. 52 weeks. Never missed a week, even over Christmas and stuff. And we just thought that that's enough. Yeah. It's just time we, to move uh, on. Perhaps didn't find the audience. We might have hoped. Oh, I don't care about that. I've never cared about the audience. It's always just been about hanging out and having a chat. And then we realised that we don't have to... Do work. <laughs> we could just hang out and <laughs> we have a chat. We could just hang out and have a chat. That's all right. We do, we do have some dedicated listeners who I'm sure will will miss us yes. when we're gone. But yeah. they know us in real life. Yeah, so they, so can they just, just go, hey, what are you... Ha- let's have a chat. Yeah, come hang yeah, out. Come hang out. <laughs> and it'll be fine. We'll just hang out and we'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> so you'll get the same experience, but you'll get to see us. So really, it's a win-win situation. Everybody wins. Yeah. We have to do less work. Yeah. And we get to see our pals. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like we're really trying to cover up the controversy. Justifying it. Justifying ourselves. (laughs) No, it's just, uh, we've done it for a year. I usually take on projects for far less length of time than this. Um, Learn what interests me and then move on to something else. Mm. So, I feel like, yeah. We had a good run. We had a good run. Well, let's, uh, you know, one last hurrah. Talk about some pop culture. Well, before we do that, let's bust into the biggest controversy, which is that uh, people may be able to hear via my voice, is that I'm sick. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This is the real reason why the show's ending, because Alan is dying. I'm dying, yes. No, I'm sick. I've got a cold. I've got a flu. Alan, Uh, the man who cannot get sick, who is impervious to illness. That's it. Well, well, what I've said all along is that if there's ever an episode that I have to record while I'm sick, that's mm. ever ending the podcast, because yeah. my whole <laughs> reputation will be in shambles. Yeah. And you're like, well, it's never going to happen. So. It's never going to happen. But it happens, so yeah. now we're ending it. There you go. No, I'm sick. <laughs> I have the cold. I have the cold. And um, How are you Russell, finding it? Russell has been un- increasingly smug as each day goes by <laughs> since I've gotten ill. Well, the first day you were like, oh yeah, it'll probably just be a one day thing. You know, I've got the immune system of a, like, doped up horse. Do horses have a good immune system? I'm sure I've asked that question before. I don't know. They have a reputation as being hale and hearty. Yeah, but it might just be because of alliteration. Yeah, if they break a leg, though, you put a bullet in them, so... (laughs) Well, an immune system can't fix a leg. (laughs) That's a fair fair point. Um, I suppose, um, they get, like, medicine from horses. They get, like, um, venom antibodies from horse blood and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. It's a way of obtaining it, yeah. Do you, does the snake have to be bitten by a... <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> does the horse have to be bitten by a snake? 
I know, I'm in not order sure to the generate these antibodies. I'm not sure of the process, yeah. but I believe it gets injected with venom, yeah, and then its uh, immune system produces antibodies and we take them out of the horse. Right. This guy, I don't know if they still do it. I know they used to do it like that. Doctor, doctor, I've been bitten by a snake. Help me. <laughs> well, you're going to have to drink this horse blood. <laughs> That'll fix you right up. <laughs> no. Uh, but I know, yeah, I believe that's how they used to do it. I don't know if that's still how they do it. Okay. I, they also get some... Um, uh, some some birth control from horse blood as well. Not horse, I don't know, from horses. I don't know, from horse blood specifically. Right. Uh, get gelatin from the hooves. Yeah, horses are pretty handy to have around. Mm-hmm. Stupid as shit, but pretty handy to have around. Are they stupid? Oh, God, yeah, they're fucking yeah. idiots. <laughs> <laughs> they have, like, working horses. People use them to, like, round up animals and stuff. Yeah, well, when people are on them and controlling yeah. them. So they can follow commands. It's not like, not like, like a sheepdog. No. You gotta just go, go on, get around him. And the horse <laughs> clop off. <laughs> no, horses are, horses are pretty stupid. I think any animal that, if someone tells it to, will run itself until it falls over dead, mm. is a pretty stupid animal. Yeah. <laughs> or loyal. I just go with stupid. Yeah, probably. There's many. I could tell Loyal you, and stupid. I could tell you many things of stupid things. Like, you can't have barbed wire in a horse paddock. Like, you don't have barbed wire in, like, a cow paddock because a cow will go up against it. Ah, it fucking hurts. It'll mm. say, where, horse will just, like, rub itself on the barbed wire until it kills itself. Really? <laughs> yeah. You can't have barbed wire in a horse paddock. The horses not feel pain? They do. They're just idiots. Oh, okay. They're like, oh, there's nice long grass on the other side of this big, sharp, pointy thing. Better force myself onto it until I reach the grass. <laughs> yeah. Horses do this other thing where um, they'll like they'll open their mouth and they'll like latch onto something, mm. and then they'll just swallow air as they suck on it because it's like a weird nursing thing they do. Mm. So they'll just like bite hold of something and then just suck air until they swell up, and you have to like call a vet out to fucking pump their stomach and stuff <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, so yes, yeah, so this is probably a good time to announce our next project, Alan and Russell's Horse Podcast. Horse chat. Horse fact. <laughs> Horse facts. Oh, yes. No, I grew up around horses. Right. So. In the country. In the country. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. We should probably talk about something related to pop culture. <laughs> we probably should. <laughs> We're playing it a bit fast and loose this week. Mm. Well, I'll, I'll start off, because usually you start off. Because I usually go, oh, Russell, what have you been doing? No, okay. no. This is the final episode. We're swapping it around. Which is what we should have done for the intro. We should have swapped it around. Well, <sighs> Man, it's too late now. Scrub everything we've recorded. <laughs> starting over. No, uh, I have been watching a show called The Good Place. Yeah. Have, you, have you heard of this? No. No? It's written by the same people who uh, did... Uh, uh, what should we call it? Um, the Parks, and Re- Parks and Recreation. Oh, okay. And it's all about the afterlife. And I won't give anything away. This is stuff you find out in like, the first five minutes. Uh, everything that humans do in life, right... Has mm-hmm. got a positive or negative value assigned to it. Right. Apparently, being judged by God, God or afterlife or whatever. Uh, God himself is never specifically mentioned. Mm. Uh, and <laughs> so, everything in life has got a positive or negative value to it. And only like the top one percent of the one percent people yeah. get into the good place. Everybody else is sent to the bad place. Yeah. You know. And there is like all these communities built. Uh, based around, like, uh, the perfect sort of utopia for mm. the people who have gotten in, you know. And you have your soulmate there and all that sort of stuff. And <laughs> there is this woman who dies. 
and goes to the good place. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, you spent your life helping impoverished children in Uganda and all that sort of stuff. And so on. And Ted Danson's in it. Ted Danson's is like the, uh, the, the immortal overwatcher of mm. community and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Uh, and she's like, oh, great. I'm in the good place. Neat. And then, and then like within the five minutes that you start off with, she find out that she is a horrible person. And she has no idea why she's there. And the only <laughs> linking characteristic is she has the same name as the person who was supposed to be there. Ah, so it's like in the Terminator where he goes back and he goes through the phone book looking up Sarah Connors and just wasting them until he finds the right one. If you're trying to find a link between people who have the same name, then yes. But yeah. otherwise, not very similar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's all about her... She realises that she's not supposed to be there. How she... You know, she doesn't want to go to the bad place because she's dead. And it's mm. all about her trying to... Um, to stay hidden and stay secretive. Right. And, like, like theoretically earn her place there in case she gets found out. And try not to be an asshole. Yeah. Because she's a horrible person. Right. <laughs> who Who is playing this character? I don't know. Hmm. Ah. It's a chick who did Veronica Mars. My girlfriend pointed this out to me. I didn't watch Veronica Mars. Well, that's the only information I have about okay. the actress. <laughs> so, she's a very pretty blonde woman. There you go. That's about all I can tell you. Okay. But it's good. It's funny. It's about four episodes in at the moment. So if you can get a hold of it, you should watch it. Is it got twists and turns or is it just like a comedy? It's like a comedy, but yeah. uh, stuff happens. Like there's things gets revealed and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Yeah. Because she, she finds most of the people there insufferable because they're like, you know, people. Super nice. Super nice. You know, really like super excited. Like, oh, we got to go clean up some rubbish. Fucking great. She's like, yes, <laughs> goddamn idiots. <laughs> Is there one person there that's just like nobody can explain why they're there, like Stalin or something? No, uh, because it's mentioned that like no celebrities get in, mm. like no people from the church and stuff get in and all that sort of stuff. Because right. they're all wrong. All religions are wrong. You know? Okay. So. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I just thought it was something I've been watching lately and it's pretty good and I think people should watch it. Well, that's good to know. I hadn't heard about it before now. Learned something new today. Yeah, I don't think it's got a lot of uh, groundswell under it. Mm. Uh, a new show I've been watching that I would not recommend people to watch <laughs> is Designated Survivor. Right. Now, you told me uh, the name of this before we started recording. Mm. And I think... I'm taking a shot in the dark here. This yeah. is probably not what it is. Uh, it is a show where it's all about the people who survive disasters. And they're like the designated survivor because they're the only one who survived. So fate designated them as the only survivor. Not quite. How close am I? Well, you understand what the words designated and survivor mean. <laughs> uh, this is a show about uh, Keeper Sutherland's main character, who's the guy from 24. And Oh, you love that guy. Yeah, which is the main reason why I watch this show. And he is playing a member of the American cabinet, like the senior members of the government below the president. And they have like a line of succession. Like if the president was to be assassinated, then, it goes then the vice president, president would take over. The vice president and the president get taken out. Yeah, they go down the line. Or... It's like the royal family. It's one of the main plot points in Battlestar Galactica, isn't it? Like the entire government gets wiped out except for like the leader of agriculture or yeah, something. Yeah, I think she's the education minister something in that, like that or something. Yeah. In this, uh, Kiefer Sutherland is the uh, Secretary of Housing Development or something. God, that sounds boring. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm sure it's an important job, but it's not like defense or anything cool like that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, there is a terrorist attack at the State of the Union address. Uh, That's where everybody gathers. Where, yeah. yeah, the president is making his big speech and all the other important members of government are there. And one person in the government is the designated survivor who was kept in, like, a bunker during... Oh, really? Oh, that's interesting. I wonder if that's actually a real thing that happens. I think it must be. If not, it's a good idea. <laughs> but surely you'd put, like, the vice president in there. <laughs> well, no, he's got to be at the, the show. Why? Because he's important. Okay. And they don't really expect anything's going to happen. Well, clearly somebody at some point yeah, did the map on up. the odds of this happening and <laughs> put a plan in place. Anyway, so it starts with Kiefer just, like, sitting around in this bunker watching TV and, like, you know, juggling a baseball or something. And just like, yeah, whatever. Surely uh, he'd be watching a stream of the State of the Union. He was, yeah. And then it just cuts to static. Oh, okay. And then, like, uh, it switches to another camera angle and it's, like, outside the building and the whole building's exploded. And mm. Yeah. And so it started, I thought it was going to be really interesting because that he gets... That sounds pretty interesting. He gets sworn in as the president... <laughs> And they've got to, like, investigate who did it, and it, maybe it was an inside job, and somebody was trying to take out the government. And at the same time, he's got to, like, you know, do political wranglings, because like, almost everybody in the government is dead. And he's only the president by, like, happenstance, basically. Yeah, surely the first thing they do is call for an election. <laughs> yeah, but, like, they would have to elect... Hundreds of people to fill all these vacant government posts. Yeah, but you surely, like, you'd want to go, like, all right, we need to get a good guy president, and then we can fill up all the ranks as need be. Surely mm. you'd go for top rank and work your way down. Well, the... the Look, I don't know how the government, so yeah. American government works. The law is that this guy is the president now. Mm. And so, yeah. in He'd order like to a, change that... Is he, like, full president, or is he, like, interim president? No, he's just the president. He will say about the rest of the presidential term that the old guy was going to... Really? Say that. Well, yeah. that's how, well, surely that'd be how the actual I would think constitution so, yeah. works. Otherwise, this would be a pretty annoying show for most Americans. Uh, anyway, so it was a really uh, promising premise. Got a good pilot going, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And it was all downhill from there. <laughs> it just got because shit. Because all of it's really, like, basic. And as someone who watches quite a few political shows, I'm oh. used to, like, you know, higher level kind of. That's, that's right in your wheelhouse. Plots and yeah. conspiracies and stuff. And I've watched every season of 24. And all the conspiracies in there were, like, way more well-developed. <laughs> Do you think maybe they're just, like, sort of building up to it? If they are, then they need to hurry up. It's a real slow burn. How many episodes are there? There's three episodes in. And stuff oh. has happened, but it just wasn't that interesting. Do you think they blew their wad with the first thing? Yeah, I think like, so. If you start with the assassination of the entire American government. Yeah. Where are you going to go? <laughs> I think they were like, oh, this is a really great idea. And then, like, oh, we can, you know, it'll be an amazing first episode. And like, what happens after that? Uh, I don't know. Surely a lot of the main plot would be revolving around who blew us up. Yes, it is. Um, but that stuff's just kind of, it's just kind of obvious. Because like Maggie Q uh, plays this FBI agent who has this theory, like, they find evidence that it's this terrorist organization who's basically like a stand-in for Al-Qaeda. Sure. And uh, she's like, oh, but it's too obvious. This evidence must have been planted. And nobody else believes her. And there's this general guy who's advising the president. He's like, oh, we got to bomb the fuck out of them. Yeah, let's bomb them right now. Is it like a fake country? Uh, or is it like just a, a terrorist organization? They call them al Sikar, And they're based in North Africa. 
And there are terrorist organizations based in North Africa, but I don't think... I don't know if that's one of them. I don't think so. <laughs> Surely they wouldn't pick one of the real terrorist yeah. organizations. They might be like, hey, that's a really good idea. Yeah. But yeah, like it's obvious that she is going to be right. And somebody within the government is going to have like caused it. And it's all just really obvious. Okay. You got no, you got no thrill of the chase. Here. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like you're thinking, oh, could it have been this guy? Or could it have been that guy? Because it's just not. They don't okay. sell it. They're not they um, there's not like multiple potential evil guys. Yeah. At least not yet. And it's coming out week by week because it's it's showing on Netflix but it's also simultaneously showing on one of the regular TV networks in America, okay. yeah, NBC yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. So they have to show it week by week. Which... Otherwise you probably would have already burned through the entire thing and just Yeah. Or gotten halfway in and gone like <laughs> Yeah. And that's just not how I watch TV anymore. I want to be able to watch, you know, six episodes at once. Fair enough. Yeah. You're a binger. Yes. Uh, so I'm done with Designated Survivor after three episodes. All right. Yeah. yeah it didn't take long to get burned by Russell. No. Uh, I would recommend instead you watch The Good Place, which I've heard highly recommended. <laughs> highly recommended. Yeah. If you want to laugh. And if you like a very white-haired Ted Danson. Yes. Um, what else have I been up to? I've been playing a game. I was playing the game before you got here, actually. The reason why you were standing outside for God knows how long. Yeah, I had to, like, pound on the door to get your attention. <laughs> I couldn't hear you. I don't think I had my phone with me either. Um, is, I've been playing a game called Mad Max. Mad Max. I've Mad heard Max, this name before. It sounds very familiar. Uh, I can't remember what made me think about it, but somehow I got the word Mad Max stuck in my head, so I went and watched... The movie, Fury Road. Good call. Good call. Great movie. Um, the best of the Mad Max movies. <laughs> Isn't that right, Ran? <laughs> it's not hard when the rest of them were made in, like, the 80s. Oh, she's going to unsubscribe after this. Oh, well, who cares? Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, the last episode. it's the last episode. Uh, and, yeah, so I watched Mad Max Fury Road, and it's good. And then I was like, oh, there was a game about this. Mm. And I never got around to playing it. I can't remember why. So I hopped on Steam and I got a copy of it for like 20 bucks or something. Was it on sale? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, price drops over yeah. time. 20, 30 bucks. I can't remember how much it was exactly. And I've just been playing the crap out of that. Mm. So it's good. It takes, is heavily, heavily influenced from Fury Road. Yeah. I don't think it's got anything to do... <laughs> in the same way that Mad Max Fury Road has anything to do with Thunderdome and the original Mad Max and all that sort of stuff. Well, he does, in the game, he wears a, a one-armed leather jacket. He does, yes. There's, there's homages, I would say. Yeah. But yeah, there's no, like, oh, my name's Max, and I'm, uh, I'm Mel Gibson. <laughs> you know, there's none of that. I noticed the... I only watched it for a minute, because you were just wrapping up. Mm. But the guy who was your mechanic or whatever he had an American accent mm. yeah I believe so should have had an Australian accent well, is Americans in Australia mm. <laughs> that'll be the first to go in the apocalypse it's true well what's her face um, Furiosa had an American accent yeah it's true yeah she's allowed though <laughs> she's allowed Furiosa's yeah. allowed I think so whatever she wants I think some of the the, the, the mothers or whatever they are uh, the ones with Furiosa I think yeah. some of them had American accents as well I'll have to rewatch it. <laughs> oh, what a terrible curse I've put upon you. 
But yeah, some of them, there's some American accents. There's a lot of Australian accents. So. Oh, that's good. And there's like a big maps of Australia. So it's like, oh, where are we? Oh, there's a big map of Australia right there. We're probably in Australia. Oh, so like the 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 in-game map is not a map of Australia? No, no, no. So I was going to ask, can you drive to Perth? <laughs> it'd take a while. It's probably, knowing Australia, it'd be based in the Eastern States. <laughs> yeah. Next. Uh, but no, no, no. There's like, uh, like there's lots of nods to the fact that it's Australian and all mm. that sort of stuff. So it's good. There's a lot of car combat. Yeah. Like upgrading the car and upgrading yourself and all that sort of stuff. Go so around. it's like a, an open world game. Yeah. And you explore around and you collect scrap, scrap, and then you, you upgrade scrap. your you shit. Upgrade your shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you do things that get you levels. Mm-hmm. Like you'll, uh, oh, you've uh, given water to like five people who are dying of thirst. Mm. You, here you go, here's a level. And then you go to a guy who's like some sort of Aboriginal spiritual shaman sort of guy. He's like, mm. Max, why are you wandering around in the wasteland? <laughs> why? And Max is like, fuck off, because I want to. And he's like, oh, you've got a long way to go. And then he blows some like dust yeah, in your face. Yeah, have a level up. Yeah, <laughs> he blows <laughs> some dust in your face and you have like a spiritual journey, which yeah. is you assigning points to like, Oh, get more water from water resources and stuff right. like that, yeah. Can you... You said you get experience from giving water to people dying of thirst. Yes. Can you play, like, the evil campaign? Oh, you just, like, and fucking like, shoot him in the head if you wanted to, yeah. Can you get experience from taking water from people dying of thirst? No. Oh. <laughs> How would they have water if they're dying of thirst? Well, like, they're, like, slowly <laughs> crawling towards this water one. <laughs> you just run in and yoink and go, hee No, no, no. It's people sort of wandering around in the middle of nowhere going, like, water, water, I need uh. water. And then and you, you can just run them down in your car. You have, you can, if you want to. Okay. And you've got a canteen of water that you can carry around and fill up at uh, water water sources. If you run out of water, can you die? Eventually, you will. Yeah. Because mm. that's what you water is used to um, fill your health bar up. Right. Yeah. Okay. And at this point, I'm a fair of the way in. Um, I get like plus forty percent water from from water sources. So if there's like uh, a full canteen's worth. There's essentially usually a full canteen's worth of water at a mm. water source. Uh, at the moment, I fill up my canteen and there's still 40% of the water left in the water source. So yeah. It's, I mean, it started off like, oh, I got no water. No water. I'm fucked. I'm going to die. I'm going <laughs> to die. But um, probably like five or six hours in, it's like, oh, it's a water source. Even if I'm like nearly dead, it's fine. I'm going to have 100% water in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then you go out and you collect scrap and you like bust down like um, little hidey holes of uh, bad guys and like little areas that have like resources scrap mm-hmm. traditionally, and you find like components of like upgrades to the base that you'll have. Ah, you get a and, base. Yeah, you get a base. You but you sort of like go and hire yourself out to these to these strongholds and. Because you need them to survive, essentially. Right. And they're going like, well, you can stay around, but you got to earn your keep. You mm-hmm. earn that by upgrading their settlement for them, by like finding parts and plans to give them a water purifier and ah. like a maggot farm so they have something to eat and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. The combat's very a lot of fun and very intuitive and all that sort of stuff. Uh, so I would recommend that if you haven't played it already. Cool. I was actually gobsmacked that you hadn't played it already. Yeah, there's a lot of games came out at the end of last year. But I'm sure, like, at the end of last year, Fury Road came out, approximately. No, middle of last year. Middle of, whatever. And you've been obsessed with Fury Road ever since. Oh, it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. 
uh, and then like Mad Max the game came out, which is 100% based off the movie. <laughs> and you're like, no, nah, pass. I think the problem was, I think it came out the same week as The Witcher 3, mm. which is a massive and very good game. Yeah, I can never get into that. It was like, whenever I'm presented with endless opportunities, mm. I always just go like, but I, I'm never going to be able to do everything. And no. that's just paralyzing to me. Uh, you just got to focus on the story quests. I guess. Have uh, you tried The Witcher 3 or are you like trying to do Witcher 1 and 2 first? No, God, no. Okay, good. I think I talked about it previously in the past. This is good reminiscing. I... Um, Hop straight onto Witcher 3, and Witcher 3, at the beginning, if it doesn't detect, like, save files for Witcher mm. 1 and 2, uh, I think you go through, like, this little speech with this guy. I'll ask you these and random ask you these questions. weird fucking questions, like, mm, is the Duke of Elderberry dead or alive? And you go, dead or alive, based on whether you killed him or kept him alive in a previous game. Yeah. I have no idea who any of those guys are. <laughs> so it was like, is, is Lord Flutabark... Uh, Lord of Flutelstaff, dead or alive? And I go, um, alive. He's like, oh, I'm quite surprised you let him live. I'm like, oh shit, was I supposed after to say? After he killed your whole family. <laughs> after he killed your whole family, you left him alive? Marvellous. And it was quite surprising. And I'm like, oh shit, do I, should I like restart and like say I killed that guy or something? <laughs> I don't think it has affected your game. I don't know. But yeah, it is a good game. But I like... Whenever I get into one of these open worlds, I try to just run in one direction for, like, yeah. two hours and see what happens. Yeah. But I got, like, five minutes in one direction, then, like, a white just fucking one-hit killed me. And yeah. I was like, fuck this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can just die in certain parts of The Witcher. Mm. Yes. Like, so what I did in Skyrim is that after the intro sort of quest or whatever, I got into the open world and I was like, go over to that town over there. I was like, fuck you, game. And I ran all the way to, like, Whiterun up the top of the map and stuff like that. And I got a cool... I found, like... There's this one helmet in the game that you could get pretty easily. Mm. Uh, but was, like, sort of like a super buff item at low levels. And I just happened to come across it mm. and equip this helmet. And I was like, uh, 100% armor increase or whatever. And I can't remember the exact stats. But all my, like... When I was living with my old housemates, I was like, where did you get that fucking helmet? I was like, I don't know, I got it like level one. <laughs> They're all very jealous. Mm. Oh, that's a game I couldn't get into. Skyrim, that was a game I got quite into. Mm. No, not for me. Well, you've had I always a, get tricked by Bethesda. hate boner for Bethesda games yeah. for years. Yeah, bad games. Ever well, since, I don't like them. Ever since those fucking, what are them, the big pterodactyl bird things? Yeah, and... fucking cliff races and well. <laughs> <laughs> I did like Fallout 3 but that's that's about it and you couldn't figure out how to play Fallout 4 because you're an idiot so what do you mean you were just like oh I went running for like 5 minutes and then I'd step on a landmine and explode ah uh, yeah god that was annoying but that never happens to everybody else <laughs> you hear the beep 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 and you like either run or turn around and walk back the way you came and get away from it but you just like stop apparently as soon as it started beeping and then you get blown up Something like that. So I think it was just... You, the issue was between the chair and the keyboard on that mm. one. Jake's on you. I was playing it on my PlayStation. So I wasn't using a keyboard. Well, couch and controller then. Too <laughs> late. You already committed to the first one. Yeah, I'm not even editing this no, episode. you're the so fool. I can't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I watched a couple of films on the weekend. Yes. 
I did a movie double, impromptu movie double. I just... Just by you, yourself and I? Yep. Just looked on Netflix and thought, <laughs> hmm, I want to watch a movie. I could probably fit in two. I'm going to watch two movies. Alright. And they were both ones I'd seen before. They were both from the 90s. And so it was a little bit of a trip down memory lane. Uh, completely different ends of the, the spectrum. <laughs> uh, first I watched The Rock, directed by Michael Bay, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer. Starring Sean Sorry. Connery and um, Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage. And friggin' Ed Harris was in it. I forget who that is. He's the the psychotic cowboy in Westworld. The new one? The new one. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. I thought you were talking about the movie. I was like, yeah. how old was this guy in <laughs> <laughs> The movie was made in, like, the 50s. No, uh, in The Rock, he was the, like, leader of the bad guys. Yeah, I vaguely remember. And yeah. Dr. Cox from Scrubs was one of his commandos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? Dr. Cox has, like, been in a lot of movies. Yeah. I don't remember his actor's name, but he's he's always, like, bad guy A, or whatever, you know. Yeah. It was so weird, because I good... only know him as, as Dr. Cox. He is a good bad guy. Mm. He's quite an asshole. In real life? Or well, show? I don't know about it in real life. <laughs> sure in every show life. I've seen him in, he's an asshole. Though. Well, it's like the William Defoe is quite often portrayed as the bad guy. Because yeah. he's just got a good bad guy. Villainous looking face. Villainous. I'm sure he's quite delightful in real yeah. life. Um, so this movie is a very stupid action movie. It is an enormously stupid action movie, yes. Uh, renegade US Marines take over Alcatraz. Mm-hmm. Take tourists hostage. And they have also stolen chemical weapons which I put into rockets and plan to launch them at San Francisco unless the government pays them a sizable amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I think if this happened in real life, the government would just pay because <laughs> it was only like $30 million or something, which doesn't the government the, can afford to lose. Doesn't the government, have, well, the American government, have a quite strong we-do-not-negotiate-with-terrorists policy? Yeah, but... Uh, it's a bit different because these guys were Marines. <laughs> it's not like they were like ISIS or anything. Yes. Either that or the government would just bathe the place in like napalm. <laughs> well, that was plan B. Yeah. Plan A was to send Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery and a squad of commandos led yes. by Michael Bean. Michael who? Bean. Michael Bean. Yeah. Who the hell's that? He's from Aliens and The Terminator. Okay. You don't know? No, by name. Jesus. Not by name, Russell. We're 52 <laughs> episodes in and you can't remember that I don't know people's fucking names? He's <laughs> <laughs> still fucking gobsmacked that I don't know who fucking yeah. Michael Bean is. Yeah. Anyway, uh, all the commandos get killed and it's up to uh, Nicolas Cage and Sean Connery, who's about a million years old in this movie. He's been a million years old for like 40 years though. Yeah, it's true. I don't even know how old he is. He must be like 90 by now. He'd be in his 80s or 90s, you know? yeah. He was the first fucking James Bond, for God's yeah. sake, back when I was fucking black and white. Yeah, he's still still around and kicking. Yeah, he doesn't act anymore, though. Do you know no. why? Because he's he turned... really old and he's tired. Well, fucking Dumbledore acted until the day he fucking died. What's your point? Um, no, because he turned down roles in The Matrix and in Lord of the Rings because he didn't understand the roles, quotation marks. Mm. And, um, but he did the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen instead. Mm. And, um, ever since then he hasn't acted. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, oh, fucked that one up, didn't oh, I? Oh, I fucking chose the wrong one there. Yeah. I wonder who was going to be in the Matrix. I don't know. 
I could be saying that. It's definitely Lord of the Rings and mm. something else. I could be wrong. I think it was The Matrix. Yes. Uh, anyway, it is a... It's a Michael Bay movie, so Explosions if you've seen galore. Bad Boys, yeah. then you pretty much know what to expect. Um, and there's also a crazy car chase, which I totally forgot about, because obviously <laughs> there's no cars on Alcatraz, because it's a little it's rocky a tiny island. island yeah. But before they get to the island, uh, Sean Connery, who is a prisoner... Yes. Who's been let out of prison in order to help them infiltrate Alcatraz. The only man who ever escaped Alcatraz. Yeah, the only Alcatraz. man to have escaped Alcatraz. Uh, he does a runner, because he wants to go and see his estranged daughter. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage decides to chase him in a, Lamborghini a stolen or Ferrari. Yeah, Ferrari. Yeah. yeah, because they're at like a hotel and he runs out the front and uh, Sean Connery's driving off in like a Hummer. And Nicolas Cage describes the nearest car, which happens to be like a, you know, $300,000 Ferrari, which he totals before the end of the chase. And it's never addressed that he just, like, doesn't rode it, off this car. Doesn't it explode? It gets run over by a tram. Something explodes at the end of that car chase. I think a lot of things explode. All right. I thought one of the main cars exploded. I it probably the, does. I thought the Ferrari exploded. Mm. And, yeah, it's, it's just such a Michael Bay thing. Yeah, like all before, of his later movies have these fucking car chases and hotted up. Before he was cars. known as that Michael Bay guy, he did The Rock, where yeah. everything blew up. Yeah. yeah, here's a question for you: Did you enjoy the underground mining cart scene? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so much. I was like, "Holy shit! They're gonna have a mine cart chase." <laughs> they have a mine cart chase. You know what's underground in Alcatraz? Not a fucking minecart area, yeah. There's no mine under Alcatraz. <laughs> so this is just like Temple of Doom. Yeah. It's just, there's no reason <laughs> for it. like, short round to, like, change the tracks they were on in the lever. There's, <laughs> like, no need for it. Yeah. And uh, there's no mine under Alcatraz. That area doesn't exist in Alcatraz. No. But he's just like, yeah, it seems like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> what do they have underground? Minecarts. Mine. What's underground? Mines. What's in mines? Minecarts. All right, we're done. We're good. Write it in the script. Anyway, it was good fun. It's a very silly movie. Not exactly a thinking man's movie. No. And I followed that up with that gem, that pearl, that um, that that amazing yes. piece of cinematography. It's one of his better movies. I must That's say. not saying much. <laughs> bad Boys Two is obviously his crowning glory. Bad Boys or Bad Boys Two, yeah. Mm. Uh, but I followed that up with A Few Good Men. A movie I've never seen. Really? Mm. You've got to watch it. It's so good. Is that, um, You Can't Handle the Truth? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tom Cruise is a star, and he plays a young, uh, cocky, lazy... Like a military lawyer. Military lawyer. Yeah, Yeah, he's a lawyer for the Navy. And these, uh, two guys, two Marines at Guantanamo Bay... Uh, back before Guantanamo Bay was Guantanamo a Bay. thing, yeah. <laughs> uh, the base in Cuba, they uh, like torturing this fellow soldier to punish him for. Well, it's not sure. It's unclear at the start of the movie why he's being punished. I don't think you need to worry about spoiling the movie, Russell. Well, you haven't seen it. That's okay. I don't care. <laughs> it's been out for like forty years. I'm not spoiling this. Movie. All right. All fine. And, uh, as part of it, they, uh, shove a sock in his mouth mm-hmm. and the soldier dies because of this. Like, Asphyxiation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's, uh, 
the autopsy says that uh, he had like a reaction to some sort of poison. And so they're saying these two soldiers deliberately murdered him by poisoning him. And mm-hmm. they're saying, no, we never did that. But they're just... We did beat the shit out of him. And yeah, yeah, yeah no, just giving him, you know, friendly old beating. <laughs> uh, anyway, the, the, the soldier dies and these two are put on trial and they're assigned Tom Cruise to defend, defend them. Yeah. Well, Kevin... I just thought he was the prosecutor. No, Kevin Bacon is the prosecutor. Oh, Kevin Bacon wins then. Yeah. Because he's Kevin Bacon. No, well, you have to watch him right now. Uh, and Kiefer Sutherland actually works on the base as well. Did you just, like, get a hard-on for Kiefer Sutherland? Apparently. I mean, I do have one most of the time. That's true. And uh, Jack Nicholson was the... He kind of steals the show as, like, the... general or something? He's, yeah, he's the colonel in charge of the base. Mm. And, uh, yeah, there's, like, a big clash, like, a conflict between Tom Cruise's young, cocky character and uh, Jack Nicholson's old veteran who's like been through wars and he's like you cocky son of a bitch you've never yeah yeah you've never fought in a battle or anything you how dare you tell me what to do (laughs) Uh, it's a famous court scene yeah and so uh, eventually goes to trial so it's kind of like an episode of Law and Order or something the second half of the movie after they've done their investigation is the trial and uh, they put Jack Nicholson on the stand uh, at like the climax of the movie and you've probably seen or <laughs> you heard parts of his yes, speech of course. Yeah. he says I deserve the truth you can't handle the truth oh it's so good so yeah and he eventually just like confesses on the stand kind of yeah yeah he admits something he should have kept his mouth shut about yeah Tom Cruise Tom like, Cruise badges him baits him yeah and it's Tom Cruise is such a good actor. He, annoyingly so. Yeah. Like, in his personal life, he is an he's oddball. He's very much an oddball. He's got a lot of controversy surrounding him. But he is just a magnetic, charismatic he's, screen he's, presence. Yeah. Like, he's he's a hard guy to hate because he's such yeah. a good actor. And he's perfect for this role because he's, like, so handsome and he's always got this, like, shit-eating grin on his face. Mm. And so you kind of feel for Jack Nicholson. <laughs> He's like, oh my god, this little punk. You just want to punch him in the mouth. <laughs> but at the same time, he's super charming. Mm. Yeah, so I... It was a really good movie. I give it five stars. Well, they're both uh, very good actors. Yes. I don't know if Jack Nicholson was that great, but he's been... Oh, he's a he's really great actor. Yeah. yeah. But he's the, he, like... Tom Cruise has annoyingly never really done a shitty movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure he has. Yeah, but he's done... Like delved through his his uh, catalogue. <laughs> anyway. But, yeah, generally speaking, he's in very good yeah. films. Whereas Jack Nicholson has done a couple of kind of shitty movies. Has he? Yeah, a few. Uh, I can't think of any off the top of my head, mm. because I'm awful at that. Nah, he's He's been around for a long time, though, and been in a lot of good yeah. films. Films? Yeah. Yes. Wasn't he the Joker as well? Um, yeah, and yeah, Tim... Yeah. Burton? Tim Burton? I don't know if I'm making stuff up now. Anyway, the the (laughs) original Batman movie, I think Jack Nicholson played the Joker. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. You keep looking at me like I know the answer. You're the comic book guy. I'm not a fucking DC guy, though. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's move on. All right. Regardless, a good movie, a few good men. Yeah. Bad movie, The Rock. (laughs) Bad but fun. Bad but fun. Yeah. Yes. Um, I haven't really watched any movies lately. 
I was gonna go watch a movie today, actually, but I completely forgot about it. Ah, oh, what were you gonna watch? I was gonna go watch that um, Storks movie. Ah, oh, I want to watch that. Should we go watch it? Yeah, because my girlfriend is not interested. Really? Yeah. Looks so cute and funny. <laughs> I know. That's why I want to watch it. <laughs> she was uh, like, Ah, no, I'll watch it when it like comes on TV or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, we should totally go watch it. Mm. Uh, something to do. Uh, but yeah, that was what I was gonna watch, but I haven't been uh, bothered with it up until now. Um, but, what was I going to say? I have been watching another animated thing. I have been watching Futurama. Oh, yes. Yes. Because I realized that I've never watched all of it. Because, uh, I watched it when it was on TV back in the day, but then it got cancelled, but then yeah. it came back, and then it got cancelled again, and it came back for like two movies or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's like five or six movies, I think. Something like that, yeah. But, I never got back onto it after it initially got cancelled. It sort of fell off my radar. So I've been watching it over again to like, um, to, to, to been watching through it to get back up to where I've missed it. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. I fell off after the original run ended mm. and I never got back on the train. Yeah, so that's my current project is that I'm, I'm sort of filtering through, uh, all that and I've seen all of the episodes at least two or three times. Yeah. So it's a lot of this going like reading the episode title. Oh, man, I know what that one. I know everything that happens to that one. <laughs> All right, let's watch it. <laughs> I did see, because you had season four up on your screen, mm-hmm. I did see one of my favorite episodes uh, where the Bugalo roam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, the, to they go to Mars to yeah. meet Amy's family. The Wongs. Yeah. Yeah. A really, really underused character in the in the series, Amy Wong. She's usually just there for comic relief. Mm. Yeah, she's not one of the, the main... She was initially introduced as someone who was at the uh, Planet Express like, mm. all the time. She was the professor's assistant. Yeah. You know, and she was there in the first couple of episodes. And then, obviously, the writers didn't know what to do with her. And she just sort of fell off the wayside. <laughs> so, you know? She just came back to, like, be comic relief, usually. Is she... I, in my imagination, she's on, like, the same level as, as Zoidberg. Oh, Zoidberg. At, at, like... End of season three, beginning of season four, Zoidberg is around constantly because yeah. he is just cracking wise. Yeah. Constantly. Whereas uh, <laughs> Amy Wong is like, her characteristics are she's from Mars, she's an idiot. Yeah. And she is clumsy as shit. And her parents are super rich. And her parents are super rich, yeah. yeah. So she usually just comes in, slips over, drops something, goes like, Zablah! <laughs> she's from <laughs> Mars. And then that's, yeah, that's, that's it. Yeah. She had a relationship with Fry at one point. Yeah, like, Half an episode. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> it's what I've been watching, and uh, Any I just highlights. I just watched the um, one of the episodes that gets people crying, which is uh, Fry's dog. No, Fry's dog. Um, Fry's nephew. I don't give a shit about Fry's nephew. Fry's nephew. No, really, when it was like the for the seven leaf clover, and he like got named after his uncle and sort of fulfilled all his dreams. No, that doesn't get me. It didn't get you? No, the dog got the, me. Everyone gets put, got by the dog. <laughs> my, uh, one of my ex-girlfriends, we, was way back when Futurama was originally coming out. We watched that episode and she just inconsolably cried for like an hour afterwards. The dog? Yeah. The dog one? The yeah. dog one. And then like any time in the next several weeks, if I was feeling mischievous, I could just mention... 
Remember that Futurama episode with the dog? And she would just spontaneously <laughs> burst into tears. Russell, usually you're the nice guy. <laughs> That's like an evil thing to do. Like very vindictive. It was just too funny. Uh, this is an ex-girlfriend. Yeah, well. <laughs> that justifies Perhaps it. obvious reasons. Perhaps obvious reasons, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody's got triggers like that. Mm. You know, things that'll make them cry. Like, uh, my girlfriend Layla... Uh, mm. If I ever want to make her cry, for whatever reason, this never comes up, but I've, I accidentally stumbled across it back in the day. If she sees a story about, like, um, an old man who mm. is, like, doesn't know where he is and is, like, lost, Aww. and it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't understand what's happening because I'm an old man and I'm, like, my mind's gone or something, that just, that, that gets her, yeah, that gets her going. Oh, like, the concept of a sad old man who doesn't know where he is doesn't know how to get home and stuff like that. Only a man? Uh, I assume so, yeah. It's because she's worried about her dad getting old. Maybe. Mm. Now I'm trying to work out how to integrate this into our DNA. <laughs> <laughs> Russell, that's <laughs> awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I don't tell stories about sad old men anymore no. because it's a horrible thing to do to someone to make yeah. them cry. Well, sometimes it's nice to have a cry. Yeah. Helps you, you know, it's cathartic, gets all your feelings out. There's, oh God. All right, here's a, a point of revelation for you. I'll tell you a, a secret about Alan. There is this is, like your your trigger for crying? Oh, I've mentioned that in the podcast before. Uh-huh. You looked up. You were like skimming through the episodes previously. And on an episode of um, uh, this show when Tim was on, it was like, and they talk about the stuff that makes them cry. Oh, but I wasn't on that episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You can go listen to it then. Oh, great. Uh, no, uh, there is an episode of Stargate Atlantis. Right. Have you ever watched that show? Uh, no. No? Okay. Well, there is a character in it called McKay, mm-hmm. who is like the science guy, right? But he's also pretty sort of antisocial and all that sort of stuff. He doesn't get along well with people because he's got a very grating personality. Yeah. You know? And uh, obviously I always resonated with him as a character because I'm basically the same person. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he doesn't really have friends or whatever, you know, he's like a very says what he thinks sort of guy. Yeah. Which usually gets him into trouble. And there is a doctor on the show who is like Scottish or whatever. Mm. And um, who is like McKay's friend, you know, right. outside of his team. Yeah. Uh, Stargate team. He's um, his friend in the show is this doctor guy who's like just very... Uh, you know, patient and puts up with his shit and all that sort of stuff. And there is this whole episode that builds up to um, McKay uh, losing his friend. His friend dies in an explosion. Mm. And the whole episode is sort of built up around um, the doctor going like, come on, McKay, let's let's go fishing. And McKay is like, I don't want to go fucking fishing. I got to go do other stuff. Yeah. Lying, of course, because he just doesn't want to go fishing. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> fishing sucks. Fishing sucks, but it's something you do for a friend. Yeah. Uh, and then, because they didn't go fishing, the doctor was on base when somebody... <sighs> he basically murdered his he friend. He basically murdered his friend, yeah. Uh, and, you know, the explosion happens on base because um, somebody, uh, through McKay's sort of uh, sort of uh, ignorance as mm. to, like, a piece of ancient technology that these two people messed with, that he was like, don't touch it, you're fine, fuck off. Yeah. You shouldn't have touched it, but you're fine. Go away. Um, they develop, like, explosive sort of growths in their body by being exposed to this uh. particular machinery. 
uh, which have to be excised and which is... So there's, like, this whole cascade of things, you know, like, him not being there for, like, mm. all that sort of stuff. And his friend blows up and dies. And there is, like, this extraordinarily sad moment where, like, McKay is standing out on, like, a pier and he has, like, this this moment with his, the memory of, like, a conversation with himself, but it was, like, the image of McKay. And he's like, I don't want to say goodbye to you. You're my only friend. And I was like, oh, this is just so sad. He's like, lost his only friend. And, yeah, that gets me. Like, right. Time. There you go. People out there who know what episode I'm talking about, they're... They're just, like, born. They're born their eyes out. You cold-hearted, make-your-girlfriend-cry-bastard over here. Yeah. You got nothing. I was quite sad when Miss Landingham died in West Wing. What? <laughs> in the West Wing. Oh, in the West Wing. I thought the... I didn't even hear what you said. It's just like, Miss Landingham died in the war. <laughs> no, in the TV show The West Wing, which is about the US president mm. and his staff. Well, Miss Landingham was the secretary who is like 80 years old or something. And she's very old fashioned and she's always like making tea and stuff like that. And she tells <laughs> off all these young people for, you know, not being mm. responsible mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, and then towards the end of season two, she just dies in a car crash. No reason. Off camera. Somebody just says, Miss Cunningham died. Now, is it plot related in any way? Or did the character, the person who played her, just die Mm. in real life and they had to, like, write it into the story? No, no, no. I don't think she died. Because usually that's what happens. When somebody dies unexpectedly in real life, they just go like, oh, that person died in a car accident. (laughs) Or, or if the actor wants to leave the show, like Chef on yes. South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly different circumstances, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it was really upsetting because it was just, like, out of the blue. And mm-hmm. she was a beloved character. And it's not the sort of show where... It's not like The Walking Dead where you expect people to die all the time. Mm. It just came out of the field. Yeah, it, it was yeah. just, like, one of those things. And it was quite like real life where... Sometimes, you know, accidents or mm. sudden events like that happen and, and people are just gone. Yeah, I've been quite fortunate in uh, most of my adult life. None of the people I know have been in accidents like that. I've never really mm. lost anybody close to me like that. But um, it's something my mum used to always say. <laughs> you know, she used to always go like, oh, just remember to say goodbye to people because they could be dead tomorrow. You never know. Of course. <laughs> She didn't say it all the time, but it's something she told me at once, and it always stuck with me. <laughs> Here's your packed lunch, Alan, and remember, <laughs> say goodbye to people. They could be dead tomorrow. No, no. It was just sort of like... Anyway. Welcome home, Alan. How was your day? I see Remember you to say goodbye to people. <laughs> they could die. They could be dead tomorrow. <laughs> no, I don't know. Uh, what was I going to say? Uh, yeah, it's just something that you sort of get used to. Like, if people die, it's usually, um, as a... In, TV shows. It's usually mm. as like a plot device or yeah. as like a result of something that they did or something that somebody else did and all that. So some sort of malicious intent, you know, mm. and it's some sort of meaning to it. Uh, but that's not the case in real life. Mm. In real life most of the time when people die it's just it's just a thing that happened yeah. and there's not really anybody to blame. Sad for everyone. Yes. It's not like some Oh, he was killed to keep the secret of his manuscript away from the government or something like that. Nope. It's just, no, you just, they got, somebody was looking at a phone when they shouldn't have been while they were driving and that's it. Or heart attack or whatever. Or the real killer, the brain aneurysm. Mm. That'll get you. That's the way to go, I think. Just instant death. Boom, lights out. (laughs) Boom, lights out. Would you rather, this is getting a bit maudulent, but 
No, this, this whole second half of the episode has been a bit morbid. <laughs> um, a bit grim. Would you rather just... Would you, like, you've got six months to live. Would you rather that than just at some point in the future, you might just kick it at any time? That depends. Yeah? How horrible is that six months going to be? Like, I'm oh, going to be like going through chemotherapy and... Degree, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't think fingernails fall out and stuff. I suppose if there's like some sort of crippling, agonizing, long drawn out death, then it's going to be like, well, I'll probably just take the random death, please. Yeah. But no, no, no. Uh, it's just like something's going to happen. Like so you got an explosive tumor inside you, for example, and in you got a countdown of six months, and then boom, you're going to be dead. Yeah, I'd take the six months. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than at some point in like the next two years. At a random interval, someone's going to oh. you're just going to kick it. Oh, you're saying when I do eventually die, mm. if I have the choice of having six months notice or not. Yes. But you're saying from today I could have six months or mm. I could just randomly die at some point in the future. I suppose so. You'd have to have a, like, you're going to die in six months. At the end of six months from now. Yeah. Whatever 365 divided by two is. That amount of days and hours and minutes, you're going to know exactly to the second when you're going to die. Yeah. Or in the next, like, two years, Mm. at some random point in the next two years, uh, it's just, boom, lights out instantly. Could be tomorrow. Could be tomorrow. But it could be two years from now. I think in that situation, I'd take the six months. Yeah. Because if I knew it was coming in the next two years, but I didn't know when, I would be so paranoid (laughs) all the time. (laughs) But you'd really live every day like it was your last, because it could be. Well, what's that saying? Live every that day f- like it was your last. No, that phrase. It was popular. YOLO, that's Yo- oh, it. Oh, YOLO, I'm yes. down with the kids. You only live once. Yeah, uh, which like was like a rallying cry for, you know, get out and live your life all you can. Do stupid stuff, essentially. Yeah. yeah, which is what you could do if you knew you had six months left to live. Yes. Whereas if you knew you were going to die in the next two years... I think I would take the Lonely Island approach to YOLO. You want to look out? Yeah, which is like, wrap yourself in cotton wool and hide in the basement with a shotgun pointed at the door. Well, no, because in my hypothetical situation, you just have an aneurysm in the next two years at some point. So it wouldn't be something you could protect yourself from. Yeah, but I don't think I could, like, get into a car knowing that. I I would have had an aneurysm on the freeway and, like, plowed into a bus. And killed a bunch of kids. I yeah. suppose so. Your 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 way you live your life would be different. Yeah. But um <clears throat> I feel like I would like I would say I would take the I'd roll the dice. Oh yeah? Yeah. With the two years. You rolled the dice on your stats. I did. Mm. Reference to a D and D campaign <laughs> where I constantly push for people to roll for yeah. their stat increases and stuff like that. Whereas Russell's like, You're a fool, you're a fool, take the pre described amount. <laughs> Maybe, because I'm so bad at rolling dice. Maybe. I've had bad experiences. Uh, but yeah, well, I rolled an 8 on a D8 the first time I leveled up, and then I rolled a 3 on the next one, so... Yeah. <laughs> and you got a 7 for your strength. Yeah, seven, but, but I got an 18 to my dexterity, Russell. <laughs> We're fucking all over the board today. Well, let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap it up. What have you learned over the last year, Alan? I have learned that I say like a lot when I'm talking. <laughs> that and, is something uh, that I've learned. 
I think I've got bitten with the R's. No. I feel like this... Yeah, it's just because you're not editing anymore. <laughs> Maybe. We are both shockers for R's. I think, yeah. I think you need to get... Uh, pers- oh, there's one right there. I think you need to get like professional training to yeah. not do that, not have that be your instinct. Yeah. Here's a fun fact I heard, that Germans don't do it. It's not like a cultural thing. that It's not that something that they don't do. They don't say R. Ah. They don't say R. Ah. It's because each one of their words has like 700 syllables. <laughs> they haven't got time. I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that the reason why Germans are often seen as so cold and clinical and like distant mm. is because when they have to pause to think about what they say next, something where we usually go like, uh, oh yeah, that, they just stop talking. Mm. <laughs> They'll be like, do you know that guy? Steven. <laughs> which to people who go like you know that guy uh steven yeah that sounds much more natural but it's yeah. you're so jarring to talk to someone apparently yeah that's the thing that i heard a while mm. back nearly gone a fact-finding mission to germany yeah oh who knows <laughs> well i've learned how to do sound editing yeah that's it we both learned how to do that yeah. i learned how to run and upload a podcast <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. all of the minutia revolving around that. Yeah. So, if somebody wants to pay me to do that, I'm more than happy to. <laughs> I can do that. Yes, I too can upload to SoundCloud. Yes. I feel like I have gotten better at ums and ahs, though, compared to when we first started. We should do. We should run the stats. Go back to the first episode. I edited the ums out the first episode. Yeah, like the first true. ten episodes. Oh, I we got were rid so of, like dedicated. I got rid of every um. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just like uh, you know, listen to the podcast through while I'm doing something else mm. and try and pick out all the like racial slurs <laughs> and things. What do you mean? I say, uh, I do my best not to say them. And if I'm in a conversation, I take a leaf out of... Are you talking about racial slurs or ums? Ums. Okay. <laughs> no, yeah, well, I understand where you're coming from there. <laughs> but I listened to a podcast called uh, Still Untitled, The Adam Savage Project, because I'm a big fan of Adam Savage mm. and all of his uh, various projects. And what he does is he never says um. What he says is when he hangs, he repeats the word he just said over and over again. So he'll be like, do you remember that guy, 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 Stephen? <laughs> Only because that way, if people are editing the audio or the video, they don't have to deal with an um. It's just the same word that they can uh, just clip out. And I think that's very clever. Yeah, I have a real problem with going, um, so what about that guy, Stephen? <laughs> yeah, and you, it's so hard to edit the you, um off you of that. In. Yeah, it's been a complaint <laughs> of mine since the beginning one. Yeah. I used to bring it up to you a lot. I was like, with me, it's like, um, that guy. Yeah. With Russell, it's like, um, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's impossible to edit out. I have the same problem with both my speaking, where my words run together, and also with my writing, where my, I don't leave adequate spaces between my words. <laughs> And so some people have trouble reading my writing. I've never read any of your writing before, but yeah. that must be infuriating. I can get writing right in front of you there. Oh, God, this is all so tightly packed. Yeah. you got a whole page, Russell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else have I learned? I learned that... Here's one thing I've actually learned mm-hmm. throughout this, this podcast. I have learned that I am wrong a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what do you and, mean? Like, I, before we did this podcast, uh, I never really had to self-analyze the things I said, ah. you know, like things that I assumed were facts, essentially. Right. Like, I was like, this is a fact that I know. 
Mm. And back when we first started doing it, for the first, like, 20 episodes or so, we did, like, a blog post along with it. And I used to do that as well because you were lazy and didn't want to do it. Uh, Yeah, I did a fair (laughs) whack of them. (laughs) You did after a while. But I did the initial ones. So Mm. I used to have to listen through to the podcast as I was editing it. And then jot down all the facts and then look up links to all the topics. <laughs> fact and all that check your own statement. I essentially just spent like 20 hours fact checking my own statements. It should get Donald Trump to do that. <laughs> he would stop lying so much. But it did lead me to believe that a lot of the things that I've assumed to be fact are not. Mm. And I feel like that's changed me as a person to, to be more cautious about what I say and put like qualifiers in my statements. So well, instead of going like... This is a thing that happens. Nowadays, you'll hear me go like, this is a thing. I'm pretty sure it's right. <laughs> I'll mm. have to look that up. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I'm taking it as a good thing. Yeah. I think it's something to take away from this. You should never say things in definite statements unless you yourself know it for a fact. Yes. I'm pretty cautious about what I say, I think. Too cautious. Some I say, say I think a lot. Yes. And I often won't commit on a rating for things, unless I'm really sure. You're just a bit of a flip-flopper, though. I don't know about that. I'm an analytical person. I suppose so. I like to have all the information available to me. So I can I've learned that I enjoy hanging out and talking with you, Russell. There you go. Aww. Hey. There you go. That's the thing. I've learned that I can tolerate your presence. <laughs> For up to two hours a week. I feel like that's all that can be really asked of you, yeah. Russell. <laughs> no, I enjoy hanging out with you too. Yes. Uh, but we we have no plans to, to stop hanging out during the week, I believe. No, well, now we can have movie nights and we things. We can have movie nights and stuff, yeah. Mm. There's so many movies that we each want to show the other person that we've yeah. discovered throughout this. You have to come and watch Ronan. Yeah. But you keep forgetting what it is. Even yeah. though when I described it, you're like, oh, that sounds great. To me, it's just a movie about a wandering samurai. <laughs> Figuratively, it is. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Maybe one day you'll get me to watch The Prestige. Mm, I'm not holding out too much hope. <laughs> it's a stickling point that I can't watch it now. Yeah. Uh, do you have any final thoughts on this our final podcast? Final thoughts. Well, I'd like to say thank you to the people who do listen mm-hmm. and who do communicate with us about the show. Yep. Which, in my case, is just one person, Jamie. Thank you <laughs> for listening all the way through. Yeah, good on you, Jamie. And for all your feedback. Yeah. you got a whole episode dedicated to a topic you suggested, so there you go. Yeah. And, yeah, it's been a fun ride. Yeah, we got to move on to the next thing. we got to go find something else to do. Yeah. Whatever that may be. Whatever that may be. I have no solid plans. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll give me more time for... Uh, Miniatures painting, which is yes. becoming a major hobby. Yeah. yeah. You're really good at that, actually. Oh, thank you. Did you bring my miniature with you tonight? No, because I was working at Mount Lolly, and then I went for oh, you dinner know, with my nan. Mount Lolly, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'll bring it on Sunday. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. How about you, Alan? Any any yeah. closing thoughts? Any closing thoughts? Uh, I feel like you should... Here's, I'll give a piece of final advice instead of a final thought. Oh, is this a critique? Of, Are you critiquing me? No. Oh. <laughs> so when you say you should... No. Who's, who's you? People like that. The listener. Okay. Listeners. 
I was feeling like oh, we're going to close this with some abuse. Thanks, Helen. <laughs> you can take it under into into consideration as well if you want. Okay. Uh, the reason why I started a podcast mm. was because I was like, oh, it seems like a fun thing to do. Seems like something that I could learn from. Essentially, you know, find some new project to do, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of my life. Actually, is usually trying new stuff and finding new projects. And my final piece of advice is that. You, if you're interested in something, you should just do it. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, I started listening to podcasts one day. I can't remember what one. It was a Rooster Teeth podcast mm. I started listening to. And that spread onto the eight or so podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis now. Eight? Whoa. Whoa. Not the 45 that you listen to, <laughs> Russell, and can't keep up with. No, uh, this one is the history of Rome. <laughs> God damn it, Russell. You had to find one... Final random podcast to interject. Yeah. Anyway, and I started listening to podcasts and I was like, oh, it'd be fun to do that. So then I just asked you if you're interested in doing a podcast. Yeah. And you're like, sure. And so we just started doing a podcast. Yeah. And we just leapt in and it's been fun. Yeah. And like, we don't have quite the same recording quality as the professional level podcasts. Yes. There's a lot of podcasts out there that I listen to that have very subpar recording. Yeah, and I listen and enjoy regularly podcasts that are of similar quality to ours. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not that hard to no to get started. Uh, if you're clever with your money, you can get pretty high quality audio equipment. Yes, uh, for a relatively low amount. Yes. Yeah. So. It just applies to all things, really. If you're interested in something, just find a way to give it a shot. That's another new project I've got coming up, which I'll have time for, hopefully. I'm going to do NaNoWriMo this year. Yeah, so you talk big talk about that every year. You're like, this is the year I'm going to do it. (laughs) Usually after I work loads of overtime for exams during November, which torpedoes me every time. But this year we're not running night exams. Ah. So hopefully I won't have to stay back so much. There you go. Yeah. Are you going to let me read your NaNoWriMo? Yeah. Some people upload them as they write them. Ah. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe you'll do that. You should start a website on Weebly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, can't you upload them on the NaNoWriMo? Probably NaNoWriMo, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Probably. You're my one and only buddy (laughs) NaNoWriMo website. We know a few people who do NaNoWriMo. We do. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'll do it this year. I always find very... I don't, I don't like being feeling the pressure of, uh, <laughs> like, I have to pump out this amount of words a day. Well, that's the whole point of the exercise. That is, but, I don't know, it just doesn't, doesn't jive with my, with my style. Mm. I like to take my own time. Fair enough. Uh, other than that, I don't yeah, know how to end this. feel free to come, feel on free to come back this week. But no, I can't say feel that. Feel free to do whatever you feel like next week. Yeah. And start a new project. Do something new. Yeah. That's what we're going to be doing. Grow some vegetables. That's really quite enjoyable, I must say. I feel like I I have more positive feelings towards people who grow vegetables than I do people who grow flowers. Because vegetables have a byproduct. They have a purpose. Yes, they do. I want to get some flowers too, though. Yeah. Do you even have any vegetables? Yeah. Yeah. You haven't been to my house in a while. All I see is like the pictures you take of like your weird fern things. You mean succulents? Yeah. Yeah. They're not vegetables. No. <laughs> no, but I have tomatoes and capsicums and chilies and carrots and peas. Oh, here's a final and thing. And the mandarin tree. 
You have a mandarin tree. Yeah. Uh, I had a mandarin tree for a while. Mm. Uh, no, I had a lime tree, sorry. Uh, did you ever see the video of the guy who made his own chicken sandwich? No, you told me about it, though. I think you might have explained it on the podcast. Possibly. Yeah. He he went through the process of growing absolutely everything he could for... Yeah, he grew his own wheat and raised his own chicken. And He didn't raise his own, killed his own chicken. He didn't raise it. He didn't raise it? He didn't raise oh, it. It's a scam, then. <laughs> but he, he, like, hopped on a plane and flew to the ocean to collect seawater to boil it down to get the salt. God. You know, and it cost him, like, five grand or something to yeah. make this sandwich. And he took a bite out of it, and he was like... I mean, it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is why globalization and free trade are good things. Yes, like you are growing vegetables, and that's great. Go for it. Yeah, but you're never going to make like a profit on that. No, and it would probably be cheaper, and it would definitely be much easier for me to just buy carrots at the shop. Yes, but I wouldn't get the same sense of satisfaction. Yeah, it. that's fine. And in the post-apocalyptic world yeah. where we need to grow our own food wrestle you're going to be a step ahead that is the main reason in order for me to become useful after the apocalypse <laughs> why do you think I collect this weird eclectic group of uh, random knowledge about various yeah. topics <laughs> why are you learning to make chain mail because <laughs> of the post apocalypse yeah. <laughs> alright anyway um, it's been fun yeah and the the end there you go. Wait, wait, I've got it. There you go. Do 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 do. Mwah.
Oh, 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 oh,